the Malbim and others uh, make a point in this week's Parsha. What was Yosef thinking with the whole scenario that he created? I mean, the simplest thing would have been when they came down the first time, he would have told them, listen, I'm Yosef, you're my brothers, I was right, you were wrong, go home and bring your father here. And What was this whole uh, drama with all the stories and everything? So a a great deal of ink has been uh, exhausted in trying to uh, understand uh, the depths of this story. But the uh, point that most of them before she make is that Yosef fully expected that the brothers would recognize him. And he made really no effort to disguise who he was. In fact, in the whole narrative, he is dropping hints all the time who he is. He wants them to recognize him. So the remarkable point is the other way around. Why don't the brothers recognize him? It says in the Chumash, they were amazed. He knew their names. He knew the order of birth. So why don't they recognize him? The answer is obvious that you don't want to recognize what you don't want to recognize. The power of the preconception that people have regarding matters, the facts don't matter. Doesn't make a difference. Unfortunately, we are living through such a process now. He's building a tunnel 1,200 feet from the border. The tunnel is as big as the New York Metro and nobody knows. You don't want to recognize it. Doesn't fit your narrative. And therefore, the brothers. So if you listen to the uh, speech of Yehuda, which is the penultimate uh, occurrence in this drama, Yehuda says it clearly. He describes the situation exactly. We were 12 brothers. We don't know what happened to him. He died. Now the younger one is here. We brought him. And he admits, he said, our father loves him more than he loves us. He didn't say that about Shimon. 
And he said, and if we don't bring this brother back, our father will uh, die of uh, heartbreak. He won't be able to survive it. <clears throat> and therefore, somehow, we, we have to come to an agreement. You'll take me instead of him, whatever. But we can't let this go on any longer. So the Malbum points out that Yehuda, so to speak, doesn't hear his own speech, which <coughs> happens oftentimes. Happens to me many times. It's, I don't hear what I say. He doesn't hear his own speech. If he hears his own speech, he knows it's Yosef. He's saying it with a full mouth. You told us, you, 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 we brought back the money, everything. So, and still, they don't recognize Yosef. Even when they say it. And that's why the Torah says that Yosef could no longer hold out. Because to a certain extent, he realized it was futile. It was not going to happen. They would remain to the end of their days not recognized. He couldn't bring themselves to do so because of what that would say about them. What the radical change would have to be within them. And therefore, he wept and he revealed himself. And the first and discuss why did he weep? That's all you said. We are simple why he wept, right? Who wouldn't weep at such a situation? But the Mephoshim would say even more deeply, he wept for them. He wept for the fact that they didn't get it. After everything, they still didn't understand it. They still weren't willing to say, they said, well, we should add mercy. So that's all he was entitled to was mercy. That's not recognizing the situation. He was entitled to more than mercy. He was entitled to recognition. He was entitled to his position amongst the brothers. And they didn't understand that. And they weren't willing to grant him that. That's their struggle throughout this. Is their inability somehow to see the situation and to rise above it. Because all the Medrash, all the Mephorim say that the story of Yosef and his brothers is the ultimate 
מה עושה יואב עושים אין לבונים? זה האולטימט סטורי של היהודים. לנובי ישעיה עושה מעבר כעבדי משולם. Is there anyone as blind as my servant, Mishulam, who is perfect in everything else, but he doesn't see anything in front of him? And that's why we make a bracha, pokeach ivrim. It's not only for those of us that uh, have trouble seeing We have perfect 20-20 vision. But you don't see? You don't see what's in front of you. You don't see what the purpose is. So the Novi Yeshaya says, Part of the Messianic process is that Mishulam will start to see. He won't be such an Iver anymore. And that's the story of Yosef and his brothers. He wanted that they should be able to be able to say, okay, Achivrim. And we see even to the end, we'll see it in next week's portion, that they still don't understand. They say, Louis the main Yosef. Yosef is going to hate us. So that's the process. Look over the last hundred years over the strange twists and turns that the Jewish people have undergone. But they didn't see anything that's coming. The secularization of the Jewish people, which almost destroyed us. The belief in false gods, in crazy ideas. To an extent, we always have been our own worst enemies. The end will be chazak, it will be strong and we'll get over all of this. And we, all will, we will be able to. But we have to appreciate the gravity of the challenge. To be able to see, even when it's against our preconceptions and our ideas, the way we were. Finally, that's what chazal means. The greatness of Abal Tshuva is that he was able to change his mind. He was able to change his ideas. He was able to see things differently. And that's the ultimate challenge It's not the behavior alone.
It's the attitude of the thought process. 